Welcome to the Energy Change Agents Podcast. I'm your host, Claudio Gaiken. Are you as curious as me about the future of energy? Do you want to learn from passionate innovators with bold plans who are already making our world more sustainable? Then subscribe and connect with like-minded energy professionals in the InnoEnergy community. So, are you ready to get inspired? So, welcome, Victor. Um, how are you today? Hey, hello, Claudio. How are you doing? Pretty good. Here in Madrid, sun is shining, solar panels are producing energy, so couldn't be better. <laughs> what a beautiful world, isn't it? So, um, it's great to have you here on the show. So, you are um, the co-founder of uh, Easing Solar. And yeah, to tell our um, listeners a bit about, before telling about Easing Solar and jumping in, can you maybe give a bit of a background of yourself? Uh, so where, what, what led you before all the life, let's say, before Easing? Okay, that, that's a good question because sometimes I even forget what I was doing before, <laughs> you know? Um, well, I, I studied uh, chemistry engineering, okay, in, in Barcelona. Um, I studied there for three years and then I studied one year abroad in Milano and another year, my last year was in Berlin. So I already quite start creating my international career. Uh, and well, I started chemistry engineering, but I realized pretty soon that engineering was not going to be my thing. <laughs> so I decided to shift a little bit my, my career, you know, my, my orientation towards more sales, you know, more sales, international sales and business development. And I had more fun doing that. You know, I realized that I could not spend too many hours in an office working with an Excel sheet, you know, working on numbers. I realized that I needed this contact with the people, you know, being on the street, you know, connected to the laptop, to my, to my phone, calling customers, trying to close, close deals, hunting people. And that's, <laughs> that's what I really liked. And it was actually in Berlin when I finished my, 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 my career, you know, this chemistry engineer that then I started working in a solar company it was actually a Spanish company that had an office in Berlin. And as I said, I started working as an engineer in the back office and I was not, not feeling really good. I didn't really like it. And then I had the opportunity. One boss came to me and said one day, hey, I, I don't see you're very happy here working in the office. You want to jump with me into sales? And I didn't doubt it for a second. I was like, yes, I want to do that. And then, you know, I started working there on sales from Berlin, traveling around Europe, uh, visiting customers from Belgium to Romania, to Serbia, uh, to UK, Greece, Israel, selling solar panels, selling solar panels. And, you know, in, in, a, in a couple of years, I became the number one salesperson for that company, which, a company, which, which was a company who had uh, 1,500 employees. So it was not bad. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was very exciting. I remember the, the founders of that company, the bosses, they were calling me, hey, Victor, you're doing a great job, you know? And I actually, <laughs> yeah, I actually realized that was my passion, you know? That's what I really like, you know? I like the business, but I need always to be connected with customers. I need to feel what is going on outside there in the market. And yeah, I found, I found my passion, really. I knew that was going to, I mean, I... I realized that was the thing that I really liked it, you know? And then, yeah, I just moved to another country, company to do the same uh, sales. But in this case, it was not in Europe. It was in Latin America. So I was traveling uh, mainly to Mexico, 
and to Chile, you know, to sell solar panels there. And uh, yeah, that's how I started building my career. And after that, after this uh, five years experience in, in solar companies, that's when uh, I decided together with uh, my partner to found Easing Solar. Oh, well, quite exciting. Eh? So, and, uh, and so good for you that you found your passion um, uh, so early as well. Uh, some people never find it. Uh, and uh, It's true. Yeah, so, so what led you? Yeah, it, uh, takes, it, takes, it takes some time uh, to find a passion. You know, I was actually very lucky and I'm really thankful to that boss I had with that time. And he took me out of the office. He showed me the streets, you know, he showed me the exhibitions, how to hunt customers, how to speak with them. And really, I loved it. You know, I really like it. <laughs> so I'm going to come back to the aspect of sale, uh, sales uh, because it's, it's, I think it's a, a, an extremely important one, especially, especially in context of startups. But before doing that, um, so, so you, you were doing all of these uh, uh, different activities and you were in your element. So what led you then uh, to create easing and, and leave your job that supposedly you, used, you really liked uh, until then? Yeah, so um, easing was created together with my co-founders, who he's like more the engineering type. And of course, he had the, the, the first idea. But the, story, the funny story is how we came up, I mean, how we came up with easing. And he was like, you know, working on that solar company, which was in Berlin, the Spanish company. And he, my, my partner, Alberto, the co-founder, he was living in, in Valencia. He was working for the same company, but in the headquarters. And it, it's quite funny because, uh, you know, he was working more in like, you know, product development, strategic uh, side of, of that company, which name was, was Silicon. It was a number, the Spanish number one panel manufacturer back in the days when the European panel manufacturers were really booming and were really selling a lot of panels. And of course, there were some issues in the market with the European companies. But anyway, uh, he was working there with the, with the strategy department. I was working in sales in Germany. And then he developed once one product, which was like the energy box. You know, that company Silicon wanted to, to, to sell this energy box. And Alberto, my partner, he was the, the project manager. He was the one like leading this new product that wanted to be launched. And actually, the, the launching of this product was going to be in Belgium. And I was responsible for Belgium. So we met in Belgium, in Brussels, to launch this product together. And that was the first contact I had with, with my partner. And I think we had a funny story because, you know, when we arrived to Brussels, the first day we were supposed to stay at a hotel there. And the, the travel agency of the company had made all the reservations, but they had made a mistake and they had only booked one room. <laughs> So we had to, <laughs> so we had to share a room, you know. You know, it's like you know, you go on a business trip with your company with someone you don't know, and and and, and he appears there, you know, and it happens to be that there is no, there is just one room, and you have to share a room with him. So, <laughs> I mean, of course, we didn't know anything about easing at the time, but that could be the seed <laughs> that started everything, you know, <laughs> that first moment, that first night uh, we spent there together, and that. So if companies want to innovate uh, and, and, and have their kind of employees to create spin-offs, they need to basically just book one room. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That was probably the, the way they did. Now, as, as I said, that was just, that was just the, the funny thing we had at the beginning. That's how I got to know him, you know. But um, that was just the beginning. That was like many years before the founding was of Easing. I think it was like even two, three years before the founding. That's just, that's just how I met him. But we started this nice relation, you know. And I think uh, at that moment... It was cool because, you know, he realized, Alberto, that I was good in sales and I realized that he's really good in the, you know, product strategic 
development. You know, that's how we got to meet. And then, of course, you know, I met him in Valencia. We met in Brussels maybe another time. You know, we, we were working at the same company. We had some contact, but we didn't meet that many times. Then he went to another company. He went to Sun Edison. Then I went to this other company, Solon, where I started selling solar panels in, in Latin America. And, you know, we were in contact because we were in the same sector. But, you know, as a, as a business friend, you know, we're like business friends. And then one day, uh, Alberto had developed like a prototype, you know, some years later of a platform. You know, it was like a, a software where you could put solar panels on top of the Google Maps images, you know, that at the time was like, very innovative i was like when i saw it i was like wow and then he said hey do you think we can sell that and i was like okay let me speak with a couple of my clients you know and then i i showed this prototype to some of some of my clients and they were like wow that's pretty cool i mean i think we could buy that and then i told him hey man let's do it let's let's start to develop this software more intensively and let's <laughs> try to sell it to more clients and that's how 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 we decided that was the the, the, the start of, of easing solar he was in madrid and i was in berlin so i had to move from berlin back to madrid and that's how we sent out that's how the the company started wow that was in which year that was in 2013 at the end of 2013 that was the end of 2013 yeah okay yeah and, and um um that uh, at that time um, I imagine uh, you did, uh, as most startups, uh, did some iterations uh, in their business model. What, 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 what were the iterations from from what you're doing right now? So, if you say what what the current uh, value proposition is and and what it was at that time. Okay, that's a that's a very good good question. That's the famous pivoting, the pivot. <laughs> exactly. We know that. We know. Yeah. So what we're doing now, it's different, of course. So, no, no, it's a very good question. So the first idea, the original idea of easing solar was to develop a software uh, that would allow installers, like solar installers, to make quotes more efficiently. Okay, that was our first idea. I mean, the, the idea of, because I haven't said that, but the idea of easing solar is to digitalize the process of buying and, and, and selling solar installations, you know, to make as more digital as possible this process, you know. So that means to make easier the process, you know. Um, and at that time, our idea was, hey, let's develop this company using solar. This software is for installers. And that's how it started, you know. At the beginning, we were trying to get installers on board that were paying us a fee every month, 50 euros, 100 euros, 150 euros, 200 euros, you know, depending on the size of the, of the installation company, the number of installations they were doing, the number of users, they were paying us a fee. And, and, and we, you know, we were going, it was going very slow, you know, because, you know, you have to speak with a lot of installers. So it was taking us some time. So then we decided, hey, instead of contacting installers one by one, why don't we go to distributors? So distributors of solar components. You know, these are companies who sell solar panels, inverters to other installers, and they have a database of maybe they work with 500 installers, 600, you know, depending on the country. And then we approach these bigger companies and we close some deals in the Netherlands, in the UK, and then these companies introduce us to more installers. And then we really start getting a huge amount of clients that uh, installers you know i think we got up to 600 700 installers but what was the problem the problem was that yeah we were getting installers installers you know we were they were paying their fees but you know installers were so demanding really that was one of the things they they always needed some kind of support 
I'm not sure how to make these layouts. Sorry, can you help me to create the template? Sorry, I don't know how this button works. I don't know how to upload my product. So we were continuously creating you know, trainings, demos, so that they know how to do it. But, you know, they were requesting more and more and more and more. And then we realized that to give service to all the installers we had in the platform, we also needed a lot of people on the customer service side. And, you know, it was like, wow, okay, we're growing, we're getting installers, but every time we need to invest more people, installers are difficult to deal with, they are demanding, so we have to think, what are we going to do? And then at that time, we realized that our software had been growing. It was actually much more mature. It could be able of doing many, many things. Actually, the software started just as a, like a, as a design platform to put solar panels on the roof, like using Google Images. And at the end, uh, you know, it got to one point where, you know, you, we were almost covering the whole value chain of the solar sector with the software, you know, from like getting leads, managing the leads, making quotes, making layouts, creating a bomb, printing the quote, managing the after sales, managing the, the operations. So like it was, it became a really complete software. And, you know, that's why the installers were getting more demanding because there were more parts. They wanted to use more parts and we needed to train them. You know, it was, it was getting complicated. And then we realized, hey, why instead of focusing on selling this software to solar installers, we sell it to bigger corporations such as utilities? And then we started speaking with the utilities here in Spain. So with Iberdrola, with Endesa, with Viesgo at the time, which is now Repsol, with EDP, Gas Natural. We were speaking with all of them and we realized that they were like, wow, yeah, that's what we need if we want to get into the solar business. But not just that. And then we said, okay, let's go also to speak to other utilities in other places of the world. I don't know, NG, EDF, Total, whatever. And they were also like, wow, 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 this is very interesting. So we shifted a little bit of marketing strategy and we decided, hey, instead of attending solar exhibitions, like the InterSolar in Munich, the famous one, we should be attending more energy exhibitions, more like the European Utility Week or the Asian Utility Week, you know? And it was when we did that shift that we start speaking with utilities that, you know, we got we got Viesgo, which is now Repsol on board. They were like, wow, I want to work with you guys. I need your software. I want you guys to help me sell installations. And then we also got some utilities in Italy, in Norway. And we have a lot of, of open opportunities now in Turkey and Netherlands. And that's when we shifted our model and we say, we don't, don't sell just to solar installers, but let's open and let's try to sell to energy companies. And not just that, but it got to one moment also where we realized that selling software was cool, but we needed to add some value on it. And then we decided to offer to the utilities, not just the possibility to buy our software, but also the possibility to offer operations. And what does that mean? Like a service. It's like, I'm not just going to sell you my software, but I'm also going to be the one using my software to sell installations on behalf of you. And that's what it really clicked and where the utilities were like, wow, now this is really what I need. Because, you know, they were like, okay, if I buy your software, that's pretty cool, but I have to train the people. I have to create a department. This is very slow within a utility. But if I buy the whole package from you, if, you're, if you have the software and you also have the know-how are going to use it and are going to use it efficiently and faster than us, then you have everything I need. Because what we were offering to these utilities were like, hey, if you work with us with the full package, in two, three months, you can go to the market. You can be selling already installations. And that's, uh, that's where we are right now. So we started with this small software that we were trying to sell to installers. And today we have this 
huge platform, well, not huge, but this super professional platform that covers the whole value chain, uh, value chain, and we uh, we partner with with utilities and energy companies to help them sell rooftop solar installations. Wow, quite a journey, yeah, and uh, yeah, indeed, indeed, quite a few pivots yeah. uh, well, to the product, to the, the, to the customers. Yeah, it was the same pivot that was just you know bringing us to the right to the right spot, you know. Yeah, and so these now just to make sure I, I understand correctly, you you basically sell a full package as a service to utilities, um, uh, which includes uh, not only the software but um, all the services related to the installation and the operation of these PV. Yeah, systems. you couldn't have said it better. <laughs> so it's actually, so we, we do have two business lines, you know, because of course there are still some utilities. I mean, I say utilities, but also energy players or even solar companies, which are bigger. But, you know, there are already companies who have their own people and they just want to buy the software. So this is why we have two business lines. One business line is, it's just, hey, we sell you the software. If you want to buy our software, that's our software. We integrate it for you. You can use it. You pay as a fee. So it's basically a SaaS model, software as a service. I'm selling you your software. You pay me every month. And the other business is the one you just described. It's like, hey, it's software plus operations. So I'm not just selling you the software, but I'm going to run the software in behalf of you, and I'm going to help you get the sales. Got it. Yeah, quite interesting. And so you, you have uh, mentioned one uh, utility, Viesco, yeah. right, uh, as a success story. Do you have uh, other uh, Yeah, I mean, Viesco is actually the, the biggest one because it was the first one. And it's actually in Spain, in our country, which uh, they started uh, some years ago. And now it got acquired by, Rep by Repsol. So we actually shouldn't say anymore Viesco. We have to start selling Repsol. But for us, it's complicated because we've been working for them some years <laughs> well, Repsol was like the big, the biggest, uh, big company. And then this year we got on board NG in Italy. So NG is also using our, our, our software, you know, for the for the solar process. Uh, these are like the big names, but we're also in negotiate negotiations with other major players. And hopefully, by the end of the year, we will get some of them on board. And besides that, we got a lot of the companies like, for example, WeKiwi and Autogas, which are two Italian utilities. We got in the Nether in Norway, uh, Wen Energy, Agriel, and uh, we got Vanderwalk in the Netherlands. And we got some a couple of uh, US companies which are also using part of our software. So we got a uh, we and also in Mexico a company called Luminia. So we're always a little bit all over the world, especially in markets where solar rooftop solar is is is, is very interesting. Right. Yeah. So that's that's how you prioritize your your uh, market. Exactly. As well, I exactly. Guess. Like when we see that the market it's going to boom, especially I mean specifically in terms of rooftop solar because that's what we do. I mean we're like the rooftop solar guys. You know, when I when I walk to the exhibitions, I'm like, hey, I'm the rooftop solar guys. Uh, yeah, you know, because you know, many people when you talk about solar, they just think about these huge megawatt parks, you know, like the utility scale parks and so on. But we're not; we just work on the other segment of the solar business, which is the the rooftop. And um, and so, what's your your big vision for the for the long term future? Do you have one um, uh, that you have established uh, for you? Let's say five years down the road. Yeah, I mean, of course, our goal is to become 
a reference in terms of rooftop solar sales and software and everything. You know, we would like, you know, like almost everyone in the solar business knows Solar City in the US as they were or they still are. I'm not sure about the numbers, the biggest rooftop solar selling company. And we, that's what we want to be. We, we would like that everyone in, in the world, especially in Europe, recognizes easing solar. I'm like, hey, if you guys want to sell rooftop solar, you might as well work with easing solar because they're the ones who know how to do it. So that, that's, that's our main goal. But as you said, in the long term, you know, five years, we don't want just to focus on solar rooftop PV installations. Our idea is also to open uh, this, the, 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 the portfolio of products. And, you know, once you have the clients, once you have the installers, once you have the software, you can add electrical vehicle chargers, batteries, heat pumps. You can add any, any energy product within our process and we can also sell it. So that, that's the idea. The idea is to become a reference platform software service in the in, in, in the energy business. Is that wow. is, yeah, indeed. Is this ambitious to... enough? <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Okay. Uh, so so uh, I, I I imagine in terms of um, because I, I was reading on the case of Sanjavadi yeah. that, uh, of course, uh, um, uh, rings a bell when, when you when you think about the business model of uh, easing. And, and um, the case of uh, Sanjavadi um, was was a quite a, a um, let's say a, an interesting one uh, on on this massive growth um, that they had in the mainly in the US. Uh, but not only in, in terms of um, their business model, uh, where they try to, um, but they try to actually pay uh, for the different uh, solar assets themselves, and then they try to actually pivot to what I think what you're doing right now. Uh, but they didn't. That, that was too too late. Uh, um, where we're basically selling a white label uh, software solution, and um, yes. So, so what 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 do you think? Was it uh, uh, was it timing as well, uh, or how do you see yourself uh, compare, uh, compared to, to what Sanjevity was doing in, in their story? Well, that's also, again, a very good question, because Sanjevity for us has been an inspiration. I mean, I was, I was actually some years ago at the headquarters of Sanjevity in Oakland, and there next to San Francisco, and we know several people from the Sanjevity office in the Netherlands. I mean, at some point, Sanjevity was also using a part of our software. You know, they were using the, the design tool to make to make their their commercial and industrial layouts. And yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Sanjevity is a company that has been doing and that is doing something similar to us. Honestly, I haven't been inside their company to really understand where they fail. I know that they, they, they. I mean, I know they had a lot of issues with like the cost to acquire. You know, which is one of the most expensive things in the U.S. You know how much money you need to invest to bring customers on board, and I think they were consuming a lot of resources over there. I think their European office—I uh, don't know about the numbers—maybe was doing better. Uh, the European office was acquired by Engie, so I guess Engie also saw that something was uh, was—I mean—was was going right there. Um, really, I'm not so sure what was the, the problem they had. I mean, I know. I mean, they were also developing their own software. If they were living in San Francisco, you know, and life in there is expensive. You know, if you have a lot of costs in, in developing your own software, plus the, the, the money you need to invest to get the clients on board, plus the leasings they were offering, you know, that requires also a lot of cash. I mean, I don't know. that. I think that this triangle, probably some other stuff was one of the reasons. 
where they they had the problems. And this is how what 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 we learn and what we try to do. And this is one of the ideas why we partner with utilities because partnering with utilities we try to solve in that way the issue of the getting customers because it's the utilities, the ones which are going to bring, bring the customers. We are just going to charge the utilities for doing the service of selling the solar installations. Of course, the margin might be a bit lower, but of course the risk is also lower because you don't have this, this, this big problem, big issue, big challenge, which is to generate the leads. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and going uh, to your kind of now more like short term, let's say, uh, challenges. What, what would you say uh, are your uh, biggest challenges? Is it is it the product? Uh, is it uh, acquiring new customers? Is it uh, raising funds? Uh, raising funds yeah. work fine so far. I mean, the, the big challenge is like you know when we get into a new country uh, to establish there. You know, to the if, if we if we partner with a utility in a new country. And we offer the full service, you know, uh, like we do in Mexico, like we do in Spain, like we do in Italy. You know, when you get in there, you need to develop, you need to find the network of installers. Uh, you need to develop everything, you know, being efficient on that part. It's, it's a challenge of this coming years, you know, especially for the new countries where we want, where we want to establish. Mm, and on the other hand, of course, also finding these new utilities. This is like directly depends on my department, which is the sales, of course, of new utilities. You know, finding these new opportunities, that is also challenging, of course. But, I mean, we have a very interesting pipeline of opportunities. Regarding the product, we have a, a team of around 20, 20 developers, you know, and I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, they're working 24-7 almost. <laughs> no, but... Uh, yeah, no, they're working very good on the product. And I think the product is kind of under control. I think we have a clear strategy where the product is going, where we want what we want our platform to do. And of course, there are so many things we want and they're, you know, adding new features to the platform, making sure everything works. So, yeah, I would say the product is kind of under control. And, and the big challenge is like always is to get, yeah, to get new clients on board. And once you get them to, you know, manage the operations properly. Got it. And um, uh, regarding the the software, is it um, uh, now? Now I understand they, it does four key functionalities um, uh, that you that you, you mentioned, like uh, lead generation, uh, a CRM, a PV design, and um, the after sales one. Uh, after sales, exactly. And and um, and now I. Uh, I understand there's going to be, a, if, if you to go to this long-term vision where you have to um, add all these different uh, products, uh, batteries, heat pumps, uh, electric vehicles. Uh, so what do you see as, as the main um, kind of uh, functionalities that uh, will be needed to get to that uh, vision? I mean, as I said, so far, I mean, at this moment, our, our software covers like, like you were saying, with these four blocks, the entire value chain of the, of the solar business, which is from the moment you need to get a lead to the moment you finally do the installation, you connect it and you monitor it for 25 years, for 30 years. You know, our platform at the moment covers absolutely everything. And what we need to do is to improve all this from, from the lead generation to the monitoring, improve everything that is in between because there are so many things to improve in between. And that's where our, where our challenge, we're not... 
we're not running that fast in adding new technologies because actually everyone is crazy for selling solar. So, I mean, even when we speak with utilities and we tell them, hey, we can also add electrical vehicle chargers, we can add heat pumps, they're like, wait, 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 let's go for solar. You know, I want to sell solar. So we're not in a rush. Our rush is really to improve everything that we have in between, you know. Just to mention something, we have now an app for the installers, you know. So when the installers, when there is an installation sold and the installer needs to go to the house or to the rooftop to, to do the installation, he follows our app. We have, developed a lab, we have developed an app that just tells to the installer everything you have to do. Well, okay, when you get to the house, make a picture of the roof, make a picture of the hooks, how you're going to hook them to the, to the, how you're going to screw them or hook them to the, to the roof. You know, make a, play, make a picture of where are you going to put the inverter, the cables, everything. Everything is registered in an app and all the information that the installers are registering in the app is being uploaded automatically in the platform, you know? So we got a couple engineers also, like IT guys working on this app, improving it, making it better. Just, this is just to mention an, an, an idea. There is another team which is just working on the design tool, you know, the design tool where you just select the roof of the client and it puts the solar panels on top. So there is people working on that, you know, analyzing the best way to make it, to make the tool go faster, more efficient, you know, to add uh, new products, new types of buildings. So as I said, the teams at this moment are concentrated in all the different parts. There is another team improving the CRM. So the teams are divided in, in, in the different parts of software house and they are just improving it and improving it. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like a fascinating uh, different uh, challenges and, and things. I guess it seems like also that many things come uh, and arrive a bit uh, yeah, as, as yeah. you go, right? Exactly. It's, it's what it happens, you know. You, you, you create one thing and then these things open the door for two new features, you know. It's like, okay, now we have created this. Now, come on, we have another two opportunities. Yeah, there's a lot. But, of course, we have a clear roadmap. I mean, you know, the, the, the IT people, they work with every two weeks. They have to present. There's a sprint where they have to present their work. There is a clear vision or where the software is going. And then, of course, there is my partner, Alberto, who takes care and oversees everything related with technology and has really the, the, the big vision of where the platform is going. So he's uh, both CEO and CTO. Yeah, exactly. He's C exactly. We have a CTO, but he's exactly. He's CEO and CTO, but actually he's also getting more involved uh, with, the, with the clients and, and so on. You know, I bring him with him, uh, with me to the meetings. <laughs> when, they, when the clients are getting interesting, I tell him, hey, just come with me because this is getting hot. <laughs> Okay. And uh, what do you uh, see as, as um, the main challenges to working with corporates? As we, as we know, most startups um, uh, want to, want to uh, work with utilities mainly, but the other types of corporates, and that, that's very challenging. And, and, um, and that's the key to succeed as well. And also for you, and, and as you described, uh, it's, it's one of your key uh, players. So what, what do you see as a, as, a, as a learning, for example, that you had uh, to to working with them in, a, in an so, effective way. Yeah. So one learning is if you, if you want to work with utilities, you need to run many, as much as possible, as much as many opportunities in parallel as you have, you know, because utilities are normally slow in taking the decisions. It takes them time. You know, maybe you visit one utility and they're like, wow, super excited. You know, but maybe it's like the second or the third meeting you have with them. They're excited. They want to move on. 
you know, and you're like, okay, so next week we do the kickoff, you know, and they're like, yeah, well, we have some, we have, we got to get some people and maybe the next meeting is in two months because, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're huge corporations, like, you know, it takes them time to get all the people involved, you know, they, they have thousands of things and you're, of course, a startup, you're like, okay, you give priority to everything and if there's a customer, you want to close it soon, you want to go next week, but so you need to have patience. It's very important with working with this big corporation because it goes slow. But of course, once you get them on board, they have to the resources to bring your projects to the next level faster. Okay. So, you know, as I said, being patient, having a lot of opportunities in parallel that you can speak with, with many utilities simultaneously. These are, these are keys to succeed. And then of course, you know, you got to learn that, 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 that things yeah, you never, you, like, you know, when you work with a utility, I mean, you never speak with the final decision maker. It takes, you know, because the CEO of the utility, it's someone which is, it has a huge responsibility and it's not that busy with us. You normally speak with my partner, Alberto, you speak with us. We can make decisions faster. We can take decisions faster. Got it. And, and uh, that's, that relates to sales. Um, so sa selling is definitely not an easy job. Um, there's a, a nice uh, uh, saying that I learned at the Saudi Business School when I did some, some sales training, which is, um, so salespeople are happy losers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the, yeah to the, which, which means, so which means that basically you need to, you need to be content with uh, with having uh, so many rejections. Uh, so, how do you deal with that personally? What would you recommend to aspiring uh, sales? I have to give me some credit, but you're right. You're right. Sales it, it's complicated, and yeah, I mean, we we I mean, working on sales is learning to deal with the no, you know, and 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 even you realize that when you work on sales, that for people it's super hard to tell you no, like no, I don't want your solution. I mean, there is not so many customers who are so transparent to you and send you that email that says, sorry, I don't want your solution. And so many customers who prefer to say, oh, call me in two months or sorry, no, we're too busy. You know, it's, it's very difficult to people, for people to say no to something. So that's, it, it's, it's, it's hard for the salespeople, but it's also hard for the people, for the clients to, to say no. Yeah, I mean, life, this is what makes a salespeople. That is what makes salespeople good, you know, that, you know, they tell you no, and what you're doing is you're already looking for the next one. You know, that's my only advice. I mean, I have succeeded at selling, and it's just because I'm ambitious, because I, I, I live for my customers, you know, I, I defend them always in front of the companies, and I try to support them. That doesn't mean you have to give them everything they want, of course, because then otherwise they would end up owning your company. <laughs> but, yeah, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta learn how to treat them, how to deal with them. And, yeah, I mean, sales thing is something... I mean, something you can learn, and there is a lot of people who learn how to sell, but it's something that you're grown with it, I think. It's something really, the good salespeople is something they have it. It's just something you feel inside. You know, the happiness you have when you close a deal or, or you know, this, this need to, to continuously be speaking with the clients, you know, be close to them. It's just it's something you have. Of course, you can learn it, but if you already have it, it's very important. What I learned, what I learned when I did my my you know, like, like you did your, your business studies when I did my business studies. And I remember I had one teacher who once said, and I, and I totally agree with him. And he said uh, that he told he, this teacher, he told to his son, like, Hey, it doesn't really matter what you study in life as, 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 as far as you can learn how to sell. 
you know? So that means that if you're good at, if you're good at selling, you're going to be able to work anywhere you want. And I think it's true. I think <laughs> selling, it's, it's, it's really important. And especially for a startup, you know, especially for a startup, it's, 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 it's one of the keys to succeed, to have at least someone within the management team or in the team that knows how to sell. Because during all this year, of course, you can imagine, I mean, we've been here in easing like uh, more than five years. We've gone to so many startup programs, uh, you know, with other startups from all over the world. And it's quite funny when you meet some of the startups that they're like, so what do you do? No, I'm the engineer. No, I'm the engineer. No, I'm the engineer. And everyone is an engineer, but nobody's selling, you know? <laughs> and it's like, okay, guys, so this, you have a great product, but who is selling this product? You know, who had experience selling stuff? You know, and they're like people who's just used to being in an office creating things, and that's really cool. But learning to sell is, is key to succeed. Yes, yes, no, and something that I found quite uh, um, unique about uh, easing is is uh, is that uh, you are yeah. two co-founders, uh, I understand, and, uh, and and one of the two co-founders has the title of uh, business development uh, uh, officer, right? No, that, it's actually um, mine, which was yeah, exactly. before it was the business. Now it's now because we've grown, and now it's chief commercial officer. I'm the CCO, and yeah, commercial. So that's 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 quite uncommon, but maybe it's actually yeah. Well, well, why, why, you, why do you mean that? Because most of the co-founders, of course, there's always a CEO, but normally there is a CFO and the CTO, right? Yes, yeah, but I mean, if you look at other startups, uh, I think the most common, uh, the most common, uh, of course, the CEO is always there, but then, but then the CCO or let's say the commercial office is not the most common title. Or, or, no, or have you it's encountered? True. I, the... I have not. I have not. As, as, as I said, I think when when you meet someone from a startup, there is always the CEO, of course, and then CTOs, CFOs, but not so many people focus on sales on business development. It's it's normally something. Yeah, it's maybe yeah. something yeah. normally the startups hire, you know, you hire someone. But of course, if you hire someone, it's not the same as if it's, it's yours, you know, because I sell. I mean, I like selling. It's what I do in my life. And it's my passion, like, you know, getting not, not, the, not just selling, but, you know, meeting people, traveling the world. I mean, I, I need to travel the world. I spend most of the, the whole year just sitting on a plane from one airport to the other. And you have to like that. And I like it. And if I even do it for my own company, I mean, it couldn't be better. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so at, at Inno Energy, uh, as as we're accelerating startups, and 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 very nicely, we got the first uh, unicorn uh, oh, recently, the, the North Void. Um, and of course, we we would like to have more more unicorns. And uh, uh, and what do you think is the is the key hurdle to to uh, easing becoming a, <laughs> a, a unicorn? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. Well, the key. It's, it's yeah to find the right customers to to grow uh, you know aggressively but under control you know to to, to yeah to, to become this reference like I said hey, like get, to get to one point where everybody says hey if you want to do something related to rooftop solar you got to speak with easing solar so I mean we we it's, it's like you know we we don't vision now like how do we have to become like a unicorn we have to go day by day. A little bit like, like uh, you know, I don't know if you follow football, but, you know, Cholo Simeone in Atletico de Madrid uh, says, you know, it's the, the, only match, the only match that matters is the next match. You know, it doesn't matter who are you playing within three weeks, who are you playing in two months, you know. So the next important thing is what comes next week. You know, we go step by step. We keep growing the company. And, of course, we have to, the vision 
to, to, to become a unicorn, but you know, that's the vision. That's the vision we, the founders have, and we have to move the company uh, day by day. Got it. And so now just some, uh, to, to finalize, so some rapid fire questions, some, some quick questions, uh, that, that, that I'm asking, uh, all guests and then, uh, that okay. you can answer rather quickly if you can. Uh, so one is, uh, do you have a role model in the energy sector? And if not in the energy sector, then, um, uh, maybe as an entrepreneur, a role model, like someone, yeah, someone that I admire. Yeah, I there is one. I mean, it's not in the within the energy sector. It's just more within the business uh, sales, which is actually Simon Sinek, which is the I don't know if you know him, but it's the why the guy who has this golden circle, the why, the what, the who, the what. You know that? Yeah. Yes, the gold circle. Yes, the why. I mean, I, I already like sales before getting to know his videos, but but it was like something that really blew my mind when I saw his video. You know, like you know, like how companies concentrate just on the what, and that's what they try to sell, and how you how how can you improve yourself in sales when you concentrate on the why, you know, and that really, I mean, that 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 video he has on YouTube, I saw it like I don't know some years ago, and it was like, oh my god, now everything makes sense. So he's kind of my inspiration for driving sales, you know, and for, for teaching and training all the people I have in the company, you know, especially the guys, the guys working on sales. Within, 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 within the energy sector, I mean, I've come across a lot of, of many, many interesting people uh, during all these years, you know, like even my former boss at Silicon, uh, Carlos Arguedas is his name, you know, who was the first person who taught me things about sales, you know, of course, then I, I, I developed my skills pretty fast because I knew it was something I could do, but, you know, he being an example, it was, it, it was really cool. And then of course, even, even, you know, Sanjay P, people working there, speaking with, it's, it's a company I'd like to follow. I like what they do. Uh, and yeah, some other colleagues from, from the energy sector. I mean, business people I've come across. And as I said, they, they have also inspired me in, in, in the way they work or the things they do. And so what's, what's your my personal, personal why? why? Yeah, no, no, that's a good question. The personal why yes. is, you know, when you work in a solar company, you really vision a solar powered world, you know, a world that where everything runs on renewable energy. And to do that, that's where you have to sell the solar panels. I mean, I vision, I vision a future where solar installations are going to be sold as commonly as air conditioners are being sold today, you know? And to, to see this vision, it's where you have to make as easy as possible this process of selling and, and buying solar panels, you know? My vision is that, that one day my dad, someone like my dad, you know, is 60, he can just, you know, from his mobile phone, from his tablet on his couch, he can just see the advantages of going solar and he can almost just buy an installation from his couch, understanding everything he needs to understand. And this, this is my vision, and this is the why. The why is like, hey, why do you want to do that? Because we want this, this solar-powered world, because we think the world needs that, <laughs> really. Yes. And, and uh, what makes you so passionate about solar? Like, it, it could be wind, uh, it could be another technology, what, uh, but it's something that definitely marks... Um, You can see your passion for solar yeah. as well when I saw you pitching. Because, because it makes sense. Because nowadays it makes sense. It's, it's a technology which is easy to install. Nowadays it's super cheap. 
it makes no noise. It, it, it requires almost, almost no maintenance. You know, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. And also because I like the blue colors of the solar panels. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Louis, no, but it looks, I don't know. It, That's it, why. You know, I, there is people who start working on a sector, they don't like it, and they just change to the other. I was lucky enough to start working in the solar business, and, 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 and I believed on it. I believed on it. It's like, you know, it's, it's what I'm telling to, to some of the employees. I tell this to, to all the employees. Hey, guys, you're working in an amazing company. You know, I mean, you could be selling paper or you could be selling screws, <laughs> you know, you know, a company that is manufacturing other things, which, of course, I'm not saying it's not a good job or a loyal job or, I mean, a respected job. All jobs are respected. But, you know, here we're not just selling a software. We're not just selling solar panels. We are helping the world <laughs> be more green. And, I mean, that, that can be bad. I mean, when, when you wake up yes, every yes. morning and then you go to work, like, okay, wow, I'm going to do some sales. I'm going to put some solar panels on the roof of someone. We're going to we're gonna create less contamination. I mean, you got the motivation there if you like it. And most of the employees we have in the company, they also believe in solar. You know, they get involved with other activities that are related to solar, such as, for example, the sun nomads. And, and you know, everyone gets, gets really engaged with that. And I think engaging people within the solar sector, it's easier because of what you do, you know, because of what you do, what, how you do it and why you do it. <laughs> Makes sense. And so what's the role of uh, innovation uh, for you or startups? The role of innovation is actually reducing, In this reducing this, uh, this curve or however you call it of, of integration of products in the in the in the, in the in the market you know innovation means that if innovation wouldn't exist maybe solar panels would still cost 500 euros a solar panel and now they cost 80 euros you can get a solar panel you know innovation helps bringing products faster to the market that's what we want we want to accelerate the fact of putting solar panels in all the rooftops in the world and that's what we do that's why we bring these tools to the market We innovate so everyone can access their, their solar faster. Okay. Final two questions. Uh, is there a book beyond, the, let's say, one of Simon Sinek that has shaped the way you see the world and why? I mean, I read, I read, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily reading business books. I read everything. A book that has shaped it well. <sighs> Not really. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's a book. I read some sales book, books about sales, you know, that had uh, very interesting information. <clears throat> But I don't What? Well, if, if, you, if, you, if you think that, that uh, as, you're, as you're clearly an example of someone who, who, who uh, one could, uh, could look up to uh, yeah, for sales, I, I maybe you exactly want to share book, that. But it had this concept of, you know, the jelly concept, which is like when you speak with someone, like when you try to sell someone, we just, you know, we just put too much jelly on the people. So like we say so, too many things that are not necessary to this for these people. And there on this book many years ago was when I read that concept that also, you know, it, it, it changed my mind, which is like, hey, when people buy a drill machine, I don't know how you call, call this, this machine to make the hole, when you go to the supermarket to buy this machine to make holes on the wall, 
you don't actually want to buy this machine to uh, to make holes. What you what you just need is a hole. If you could buy a hole for your wall directly, you wouldn't need the machine. You just buy the machine because you need the hole. So this is the important thing that I learned from sales that sometimes you don't need to mm-hmm. concentrate on the product you have, but on the after. They call it the afters. Everything that is left for the client. So it doesn't matter what your platform do, does. What it matters is how this your platform is going to improve the life of your of your client. And you know, and this concept, if you start developing, developing, it's actually super interesting. It doesn't matter what the whole machine does. What you want is the whole. You know, and this concept, I read it in a book that I don't remember the name of it, but it was it was very inspiring, especially when you read it and you're young. You know, when you're young and you're like starting to learn, and you're like, wow, that's super interesting. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes it sense. It makes super sense. It makes so that's why you, you, you don't buy things because of the fact of the things. You buy the things because of the things they do for you. Okay? You don't buy a ventilator because you like the ventilator. You buy you buy the ventilator if it's gonna throw wind at you, you know, air. It's gonna throw air at you, and that's what you want. If there would be another technology, maybe you buy the other technology. Makes sense. Very cool. So um, now, uh, basically, as 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 we are over, and if if um, listeners wants to uh, best keep in touch with you or or the company um, or a pro- special project you would like to highlight, uh, what do you mean? Now is what the do you, time. What do you exactly mean? Uh, so if you have like um, the the ways uh, listeners can uh, uh, basically stay in touch with easing, uh, the, the, if you have uh, social media uh, yeah. channels, okay, you'd like yeah, to we highlight have, of course or, we have Facebook, or, uh, we have LinkedIn. Uh, I mean, you guys you guys can follow us. I mean, and if of course if anyone is hearing us and is passionate about solar, no matter which is the experience, no matter what you've done in life, if you like solar, you like to join our community, you would like to work with us. I mean, you're more than happy to 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 drop us an email, myself or uh, which is Victor Sancho at easing com or info at easing com. We will more we will be more than happy to speaking with you. And besides that, of course, also very interesting, we have in parallel this uh, Sun Nomads uh, project. Okay, which is it's actually an NGO we created with it within people within easing solar. You know. It's just employees that created that. And it's an NGO where every year we try to get money from sponsors, from private people, whoever, you know, we, we try to get some money. And with this money, we normally do an installation in a developing country. So last year we did an installation in Madagascar for a woman's school, girls' school. It was a school just for girls. We collected, I think it was 15,000 euros and we created, we, we built their solar installation to give them electricity. And this year there is going to be another project. So if you want to follow us, it's sunnomads.org, O-R-G. And, and yeah, that's uh, where you can follow this uh, nice association. So anything you want, anything you guys, questions you have related to solar or you want to work with us, you want to partner with us, just drop us an email, send us an email, contact us by Facebook or LinkedIn and we would be more than happy of speaking with you. Amazing. So thanks, Victor. I hope uh, you'll make uh, AC installations uh, as, 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 as for AC installations, <laughs> solar panels installations. That's, that's what we have. Uh, that's super easy. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, Thank you very much. Man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, dear listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode. To get the word out to other passionate energy transition supporters, we'd be grateful if you could share it with your network. Follow our channel 
or even leave a review in any podcast player you use. To learn more about the community, go to community.energy.com. This episode of the Energy Change Agents podcast was produced by the community team of InnoEnergy. A special thanks to Daniel Garzon, and I also thank Nienke Swankaisen, Ona Kohonen, and the EIT providing the funds to run the community. Keep tuned for our next episode.